Welcome back to the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. Today's guest is a gentleman by the name of Tim Hepworth. Now, if that name doesn't sound familiar, it doesn't mean you don't know this guy. You probably just don't realize you do. See if this rings a bell. Happen, buddy. We tried to get a deer, but we can't. No, you ran away, didn't you? Yep, but a big deer just ran away, and we can't get a shot. That's okay, bud. We'll see you next time. Yeah. So it's actually Tim's daughter that went viral in that video. And if you haven't seen it, please just stop everything right now and go watch it. It'll, it'll make your day. But I wanted to get, connect with Tim. He's been taking Wren hunting and fishing with him since she was six months old. And she's like a five-year-old female grizzled veteran of the outdoors. It's incredible. But I hope you enjoy hearing from Tim. Uh, Ren actually jumps in there for a little bit, too. So uh, enjoy, and we'll see y'all next week. Welcome to the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. I'm your host, founder of Horny Deer Sense, Scott Pratt. In this podcast, we connect with personalities across the outdoors, sharing hunting tips, reliving old hunting memories, and discussing life in general. Our goal as a podcast and as a company is to bring new hunters into this great lifestyle and to help keep the ones that we've got. So settle in, hang out with us for a little while on the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. All right, Tim Hepworth, welcome to the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate you taking a few minutes. Uh, you're in Alberta, Canada, and what, two hours behind us here in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, yeah, we're kind of born and raised um, Alberta, Canada, kind of central southern Alberta. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're out west. I guess you guys are a little, a little farther east, so a couple so- hours ahead of us. We tried to connect a couple of times this past week and it didn't work out. And here we sit drinking coffee together Saturday morning. I think it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, even better than trying to do it late <laughs> at night. So <laughs> it worked perfect for me. <laughs> Dude, at this stage, hey, no joke. At this stage in life, right about 7, 7.30 in the evening, like I can literally feel my brain starting to go to mush. And by 9.30, no matter what, like my eye, and I used to be able to stay up, no problem. But it's like at this point, I just hit a wall and like 9.30, 10 o'clock, I'm done. I feel so incredibly old. Yeah, I know. You pass 30 and I think everything happens like that. Oh yeah. Well, and it definitely beats the, the alternative, but it's, uh, my wife, she's 11 years younger than me and it's gotten to the point to where she doesn't miss an opportunity to, you know, kind of slip in the word, honestly, the worst part. And this happened last, this happened just last night and I'm getting way off topic, but (laughs) the worst part about being 40 is now my wife has that in the arsenal to say, you're you're 40 years old you know what i mean like, yeah just, as if she needed more ammo <laughs> exactly no it, it stick the first time she said it like it, it literally like it stuck right in the heart <laughs> and part of it was like yeah well played you know yeah, like, well done well done but to get i guess to get back uh Going and I guess this is a good a good way to segue too because it was actually my wife that introduced me to the video of your daughter 
that went so incredibly viral. And if you wouldn't mind, just kind of walk me through that day, and then we'll get we'll get into the the backstory, how this all came about. For those that aren't aware of Tim and Ren, uh, look them up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. This video that we're talking about, and I'll play a clip of it here in just a second. It's it's got to be the most adorable video I've ever seen. Like I, I literally <laughs> tear up every time I watch it. Yeah, man. Well, I mean. Honestly, the, the funniest thing about it is, you know, we, we do try to, I try to capture moments, right, with her, because she's my only kid, probably will be my only kid. I've always tried to capture as much of our journey together as possible. And this, this particular day, um, which was just last year, up here in Alberta, it, it takes quite a while to get drawn in certain zones for uh, a mule deer buck. And so I had got drawn this year, and my desire was to try to kill this buck with her. Um, and I'm imagining we're hunting an area where a big river valley, so we call it the Badlands of Alberta, where all tons of dinosaur bones have been found, stuff like that, like a miniature Grand Canyon. Nice. And so a lot of hiking, a lot of work to get her down to where the potential could happen. We had glassed this real nice buck from up top, and I decided if I could get close enough, I would, I would put my tag on this one. And so we spent probably a good two and a half hours, what would normally take about 30 minutes to get to this spot, but with her trying to take your time, pick your, pick your pace down this hillside. And we got down to close to within range, but not quite. We're looking, I mean, I had her looking through the spot scope so she could see it all. She was getting really amped up because she <laughs> now could see how big this animal was. The horns were huge. She was super excited. Well, and, and that's uh, the thing. She's so tiny. At this point, it looks like she's barely walking, but you can see her <laughs> yeah. totally emotionally invested in what's going on. Like she knows so much about oh, 100%. everything. Yeah, she just, yeah, I guess she's like her. That's what I love about her. One, one of the many things is that she does. She gets so emotionally invested in what's happening and she feels like she's the one doing it no matter who's doing it. So yeah. for her, she's in. Um, and this little clip was taken shortly after I had a hundred yards to cut off the shot and I had nothing but open country to walk across where he could see us. And I put her on my shoulders and said, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And we walked for about 30 of those yards before the buck got up and took off. And I candidly put my camera on and got this reaction, which is this video of her just basically being completely distraught that we had put all this work in and there was no deer at the end of it. Uh, for her, we're used to do, we work, you do a lot of fly fishing and most yeah. days of fly fishing, you catch something. Well, for this, you know, we put in a lot of work and we watched our success right away. So <laughs> it was very candid, but never in a million years that I think that it would, it would go viral like it did. But I think a lot of people could engage with the feeling that, I mean, as a grown man, I don't know how many times I've wanted to cry when I watched the buck walk away that I could get a shot at. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, it was, it was totally raw, but was I well, mean, perfect. What's funny, you know, we had we had booked this conversation uh, or had started about booking this conversation and we had to reschedule a couple of times. But in between the time that you and I first connected, somebody that I'm personally connected to on Facebook posted the picture of your daughter and says, we've oh, all yeah. been there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking to him here in a few days. I'm going to try to play this off of my phone. I don't know how it's going to show up, but. I can always go back and edit the actual video in. For sure. Happen, buddy. We tried to get a deer, but we can't. No, he ran away, didn't he? Yep, but a big deer just ran away, and we can't get a shot. That's okay, bud. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Even now, 
I've watched it probably 50 times and I'll probably watch it 50 more. Like it's just one of those incredibly raw, incredibly real videos, but to have captured that moment and to a lot of us want to immediately go into consoling mode, but you actually let her go through those emotions and really experience it. And I, to me, that was the most impressive part about it is not just jumping in. Oh, it's okay, baby. It's okay. But letting her actually process those emotions. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a lot of them. So it, it, you have to, if you don't let your kid feel loss, pain, um, you know, frustration then uh then what like what are you what are you doing you have to give that to your kid like it's learning it's all learning right and so and i just saw her in the background just so everybody knows we will be hearing from ren at some point <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get her in here at some point yeah we'll that's that's how i'm going to keep everybody dangling on the screen <laughs> here and interested in the conversation at some point ren will come on and bless just to be honest, Tim, we used you to get to rent, okay? There Yeah, well, it's it's obvious. I'm all right with it. <laughs> but first up watching you know not only the Tim and Ren Instagram page, but you know, discovering your own Instagram page, even without your daughter in the picture, you live a, a life that a lot of us would love to be able to live. Uh, the area that you grew up in there in Alberta, Canada, just looking at the different videos, you know, you guys are fishing all the time, you're hunting all the time and you're not hunting the same animal. Like there's options, but it, it, the area that you're in seems like just a sportsman's paradise. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, <clears throat> I guess I wouldn't have ever said that to be honest, growing up in it, I didn't think any, like, I mean, I am super blessed, but I wouldn't have really thought of it as being better than somewhere else. But as I've got older, now I've realized I've traveled a lot of places, fished a lot of places, and we do have a very, very unique area where we live here. I mean, I, I'm a fly fishing guide on the Bow River down in Calgary, which is, um, you know, I kind of had to take a passion and create a job out of it to be able to afford to keep doing it because it's one of those things. Um, but then we also do have hunting in Alberta could, could uh, span anywhere from, you know, game birds to waterfowl to um, moose, elk, pretty much anything. And uh, it's, it's crazy how much, how much, you know, diversity we have in our wildlife that a lot of it takes, like I said, with the mule deer can take time to get drawn for certain things. But um, once you do, I mean, you, there's still general tags. You could hunt elk every year, moose every year, bear, like, you know, whatever you choose. So it is, I will agree with you. It is a bit of a sportsman's paradise. Um, gives us lots of opportunity to, to stay outside. So, and she was, if I read correctly, six months old when you started exposing her to like fishing and some of the different things that you do. Yeah. So, and don't get me wrong, my dad was a great dad, but he did not have the patience of Job. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, so, it, some, some days it takes it. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was about to ask. Cause we're talking about a six month old, not only a six month old, she's, she's with you through one, the so-called terrible twos. She's what five now, somewhere around five. Yeah. She'll turn five here at the end of the month. So, yeah. So it wasn't like my dad out there with, you know, six to 12 year old boys, like you, you actually took it a step further. And yeah. like, I look back now and I understand so much more of my dad's frustration at that time. <laughs> yeah. But, totally. when I watch, yeah, but when I watch you and your daughter, I'm like, to even 
start at six months or close to a year to help if you were to start her right now that'd be an undertaking what was that like when you first was it just one of those where it's like you knew what you were getting into and it looks like you just embraced it all yeah i mean honestly no i had no idea what i was getting into Um, (laughs) it but what i did know and what i find is quite an interesting perspective now is i was raised exactly the same um, my dad or my mom and dad had that the same devotion that I've tried to give her um, from a very young age out of necessity. We were with them out in the field. Um, so with her, I really was, um, when I had her, I was really worried I was going to lose all the things in my life that I love to do. And to be honest, it was my biggest fear of having a child. And I think once having most her, people's <clears throat> fear with a child, you know, thinking that life, definitely. You know, their life stops at that point. <laughs> Yeah, because you're thinking everything has to go on hold until I get this kid to the age that they're functional. Right. Um, and I just, I just, I couldn't disagree more. Is it easier? No, absolutely not. It is a struggle to start with her. At about six months old is the first time I had her out fly fishing with me. Um, actually, to be honest, from like six months to like a year was the easiest because I'd have her in a pack on my chest and she just slept the whole time. So. <laughs> Like that was super easy. And then once she starts getting more mobile and wanted to be moving more, then it's a lot of in and out of a pack, like from a chest back to a backpack. And then she wants out to play in the water. She wants to do this. And, you know, there was a lot of, um, a lot more frustrations during that period. And it's kind of grown. It's evolved. I keep saying every stage is more fun. Yeah. I mean, to the point where we're at now and she's, I mean, not only is she actually catching fish on her own, which, or being out there hiking with me on her own, I don't have to carry her anymore. Yeah. Like, like that's what's <laughs> probably the best for me is I got no more pains in my back from carrying her all the time. Because, <laughs> you know, there's, there were stages there where it's like, to be honest, you would go out, you have this master plan, drive two hours into the mountains, get into a great fishing spot, get her out of the pack or get her into the pack, you're, you hike in and she loses her mind and the day's over. Like there's no, you just pack up and go home because oh, some wow. days you just know it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes for whatever reason you just well i forgot this at home or i didn't bring this or i didn't bring enough food it's like well your your day's over try again next time yeah but, uh, now you look back and see the fruits of those labors you know it's like 100 yeah. percent. not only from well one if that video doesn't happen you and i probably aren't sitting here having this conversation like there's a no, number definitely. of good things that come from that but i look at it like you're going to be able to look back and have her life documented through and don't get me wrong. There's parts of technology that I absolutely despise. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the vast majority of it, but then there's other parts when you see the things that you're able to do with your daughter, some of the things that weren't around when my kids were younger and technology is pretty badass too, you know? Yeah, dude. It's, I mean, and that, that, to be honest, even, even the fact that we have a Tim and Ren account, there, there's been lots of, lots of discussion, um, even with my wife about it. Like what, what does that mean? Um, we had to, basically we came up with what I call our why and why we do it, why we are sharing it with people. Um, it exposes her at an age where she doesn't have the choice to choose to be exposed, we'll say, um, which is one of those things that as a parent, you're constantly trying to protect them. Um, and for a while there, I didn't know if I had made the right choice. Uh, I guess even some days I don't know, cause there are people who hate on, hate on us a lot too. Right. Um, for whatever reason that people disagree. I mean, it's easy on social media to just block, delete, gone. Um, but I never want anything to look negative for her and her life. Yeah. 
So in making the choice, <clears throat> you know, what, what's reaffirming to me is our why simply states, um, we want to show other parents that it is possible to have your kids outside. No matter what you're doing, it is possible from a young age to keep your kids involved, get their screen time down, um, get them in the outdoors, allow the nature to teach them because I think it's one of our, our best learning um, tools we have today. Absolutely. Um, and, and through that, other people are encouraged and getting the affirmation from people that say, you know, there's some days where I'm like, it's not worth the work, it's to keep up with this and whatever. And then people say, man, you've literally changed my perspective on being a parent. You know, I never had my kid out. I never took him out. And now at four or five, I have them out all the time. And I'm like, ooh, okay. You know, yeah. like that's right back to the why. And it, it works. <laughs> well, so. and that's been, you know, learning more about you guys. And here's the thing. I think part of us, we don't give children that age enough credit, you know, like to give them the opportunity to try to do certain things and at, at their pace, you know, I was watching a video of your daughter fly fishing the other day and I'm an aspiring fly fisherman. Yeah. I, I uh, caught the bug a couple of, a couple of years ago and, uh, but I'm watching videos of your daughter fly fish and I'm taking notes, you know, <laughs> that's a real yeah. guess little lady. <laughs> oh yeah. She's a, uh... And the funniest thing about it is people say like, how did you ever teach her to do like what she does and how she casts and this? And I was like, I didn't teach her kids, kids watch and learn. Like, yeah, that's why you got to be careful at this age. Cause they, they Absolutely. watch a lot more than they, you know, and for her, she, she became very, very skilled. And, and even, I mean, she's not the best little fly. Like there's probably people out there her age that are better than her, Give her um, time. but I would probably argue <laughs> that her knowledge is better than any kid her age out there because she, she soaks every bit of information and in. she'll sit there and talk your ear off about bugs. She'll talk to you about, she, I mean, if she was here right now and you asked her a question about hunting this year, she would take you through any hunt we've been on and just blast her mouth about it That's because hilarious. for her, every detail is so important. And she's a storyteller. She, she has this character about her that uh, whether you want her to tell her or not, um, that's what's happening. I remember just yesterday, you know, I was, I was uh, butchering this outfit we shot this year and, had the garage door a little bit open enough open that she could walk out. She saw this young couple walking by. She had to go out on the pavement and tell them all about this elk hunt. And then we're, <laughs> we're butchering and cutting up this elk. And I'm in a little bit of a posh area. And I don't, I don't think most people are super comfortable talking about that. That's um, hilarious. So it's it pretty funny, but she's going to tell anybody who asks or doesn't She sounds ask. like a seasoned <laughs> veteran. I mean, she yeah. does. Uh, one of the videos, she was just going on about how beautiful the fish was. And like, she sounded like somebody that had been doing it for 20, 30 years, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, the best part about it. So my, my cousin, uh, his son, my, uh, I guess it'd be my second cousin, his son would, um, just this last week killed his first deer and he is in his awesome. teenage years. Uh, yeah. and it's one of those kind of like you were talking about, or my cousin realizes, you know, I've missed some opportunities. This should have happened earlier, you know, yeah. but we're out there and he kills his first deer. And so his dad's like, well, you kill it. You got to clean it. And so we go through the process <laughs> yeah. to teach him how to do that. Well, to most uh, kids this day and age in that, that age range, they've never had anything, anything near the exposure that your daughter already has. So, you know, when we start cutting it open, like immediately his reactions are like, oh my God, I've got to put my hands up in there. Like it, it was so exaggerated and it, it didn't really, it, it wasn't frustrating so much as you just felt like you hadn't done your job. You know what I mean? 
but the very next day is the day that you posted the picture or the video of your daughter holding that heart. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I sent it it to my cousin. I was like, Hey, show Brody this heart. And I didn't say anything about it being held by a five-year-old girl, but it was just the absolutely best way to end that moment. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. It is. I mean, it is different, right. For a lot of, a lot of kids. I mean, they might play video games, but things are a lot more real when you pull the trigger and realize that that's just the beginning. There's responsibilities after that. And, um, to be honest, this, I mean, this was, Ren's been on some hunts where animals are harvested and up until this year, she was very hesitant. Um, not that she's scared of guns or deer. She is scared of anything with horns. That was the thing that was tough to get over this year because I said, well, I got, I'm carrying a bull elk tag this year, babe. Like we got to like, I'm hoping you're there for this, but that's <laughs> horns. But if I could tell her that we were going out hunting for a mama deer, then it was all fine. Cause there was no horns involved. And, and then something clicked this year and she just had like the fear was gone. She said, dad, I'm not scared anymore. That's this white awesome. black ran out past us and it wasn't one that I wanted to shoot, but she was just so amped up. And I said, you know what? That's great. Like, okay, let's go. And, um, having her truly involved on a like step-by-step hunt this year where I harvested a doe with her was, um, honestly like almost brings tears to your eyes, you know, cause it, sure. it was like the, the combination of so many things come together, um, to see her excitement level from the stock to dad missing the first shot, <laughs> dad yeah. hitting it in the second shot and watching it go down and, you know, and then having no fear to get up there. And I just let her her be the gauge of what she wanted to do. And she kept asking, well, I want to see what this does or what this does. And so before we knew it, her hands are inside the chest cavity and we're talking about using it as a learning moment for, Hey, this is a little bit of anatomy physiology and what happens. And um, I think she was more concerned about where the poop came out than anything else, but show me where the poop comes out. Yeah. Show me where it comes out. But yeah, she, uh, she was in there like a dirty shirt. She didn't, um, didn't mind it too much. And for myself growing up, it was very similar. And I, I think sometimes as hunters that do it a lot, we actually forget that the majority of the world wouldn't be comfortable in that situation. Yeah. It would make them uncomfortable. The smells, the, the feelings, the, the, what you're seeing, like Sadly. it's not, yeah, honestly. Well, but And that was the conversation <clears throat> that we were having. Like people talk about the real world, the world that you guys live in, that is the real world. She's learning very real, tangible skills. Like if the whole thing goes to shit tomorrow, mm-hmm. she's going to be better off than most people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's very, right. yeah. that world couldn't exist without our world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like vice versa. If that didn't exist, nature keeps on going. You know what I mean? Totally. It does. And so, we're just here for the ride. I was, uh, doing some show prep and trying to learn, you know, more about your background and kind of how all this got started. And I, I stumbled on to, uh, high drift boats. So, mm-hmm. and I want to hear about what you're doing with those guys, but this, uh, you know, just reading your bio, it says you're a full-time paramedic as well. So are you still doing that? Like that's a whole different wrinkle wrinkle in the <laughs> life, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, that's, uh, that's my full-time job. So I, uh, I've been a medic now for six, seven years. Um, I, I, and I, I think that actually is a great place to kind of bring things back to, because if it, if it really wasn't for that job, I couldn't probably have the same relationship, the same ability to do what I do I, that I, that I have with Ren because 
I work a very unique schedule. I work a 48 hour shift. So I go to work for two full days and I got four days off. Nice. So I have a third or two thirds of the year to spend with her. And that's huge for us. Cause it's, I mean, our relationship is what it is because I spend so much time with her and I'm, I know I'm blessed to have that. A lot of parents don't get, don't even have the time to see their kids that much. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, but I mean, a lot of, I mean, I've hunted my whole life. I thought for a long time I would, I would get myself into hunting and guiding and in that realm growing up. Um, then I stumbled on as a teenager, fly fishing. Then I got busy with school, came back to it in my, you know, early twenties before Ren was born. Um, and it really was, it became such a passion for me that to be honest, now my hunting and my fishing is just therapy. Like it's, it's what balances my work life. Um, I, see that. I probably wouldn't still be a paramedic. Well, not probably. I can tell you, I wouldn't still be a paramedic if it wasn't for fly fishing and hunting. Um, it's my outlet. It's my getaway from, from what happens in that job, from, you know, the stress of what's going on in our world today. Like it's just, if I can set that aside, it's two days of my life. And then I, and I come home, I can go fish and hunt and whatever it is. Like that's, that's a therapy for me. Um, Absolutely. And it gives me the time that I need to do it with her too. So, well, I think yeah. honestly, that's the best potential prescription for anybody right now. Turn, turn the damn Absolutely. television off go outside and, you know, just be in nature. Like when you, when you actually disconnect from the, the square tube on the wall, life gets a whole <laughs> lot more simple, you know? Does, and uh yeah. you, you get you get into more actual living in instead of just sitting there ingesting anything that's spat at you 100 percent. yeah it's uh you got to get outside of that i mean i don't care what your opinion is on anything that's happening in the world um it's a stressful place to live right now Absolutely. and whether you <clears throat> no matter what it is so get yourself some fresh air go stand in the river whatever it takes because that's for all of us, it's probably the best prescription we can, we can be given at this point. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And it's funny when you, when you're around people, you can almost pinpoint the ones that have that outlet. There's just a, a different level of serenity that they harness. And some people mistake that for not caring, but that's <laughs> yeah. not, it's not the case. They're just more grounded in the real world in reality, mm -hmm. you know, not the reality that's pumped into us. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, and it's something that you can choose to find. You can find your peace. You can find whatever you might want to. I mean, you learn a lot about yourself in the outdoors too. So it's it's something where it's a total opposite of being stuck in the world that we're in right now. So yeah, it's so huge. It, I mean, a big tell me about is to just get out there. Tell me about high drift boats. I it's the first time that, that I was, was exposed uh, to the drift boats, but going through the website, uh, yeah, it looks like y'all got some good things going on. Yeah, so I mean, high drift boats. They uh, they brought me and Ren on actually earlier this year um, onto their pro staff. Um, basically, what that means is it's just it's a way of us working together to kind of promote not only their brand but. Um, their boats have done a lot for me. Um, as a guide, I've used their boat for the last two years um, on the river. I've, but what it also does for Ren is it gives her the ability to come with me. Like even if, you know, just the two of us want to go fishing, um, her, their boats are amazing. They're probably the best, in my opinion, the best boat on the market. Um, I've rowed a lot of different boats. I like them. I like their setup. Um, they're comfortable for, for her, for Ren. She spends, whether it's sleeping on the floor in front of my feet or standing in the leg locks fishing, it's uh 
you know, that it's a, it's a, it's a pretty special relationship. And, um, I first found them, um, when I started guiding and I wanted to, I guided out a raft for a couple of years and then that, uh, didn't, <clears throat> wasn't the best. So I, I looked into getting a boat and, and my, one of my business um, partners, I mean, I work for, he was using hide. And so I, that kind of got me onto them and, um, it's been fun. They're, they're a good family. Um, from Idaho Falls, just a, you know, a family run business that really kind of brought, you know, they've always been such a supporter of what we're doing, me and Ren are doing, always there to help in whatever way they can and wanting to, want to, you know, use our content, spread our content, kind of get our message out there. So I'm, I'm really happy with the partnership. It's, it's, it's good. So that's awesome. Well, and the one part where you mentioned uh, the struggles with you know, finding something that made your life easier with her, off the top of your head, is there a moment that you guys have spent together or were trying to do something where it, it hit you? This was not a good idea. Was there like, I know that I know there were mishaps. Was there a moment yeah. where you really questioned what the hell you were thinking? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been a few of those actually. Um, I would say mostly in those, what you might call your terrible twos, um, you know, where, I've got her on my back. I remember, I remember this one day I'm hiking into a Canyon to fish for a cutthroat trout. And I'm, before I know it, I find myself like in this weird spot of how far do you push what you know your ability is versus safety. And that's a huge thing when you have a, a kid on you. Cause you just, I mean, you gotta be careful. You always have to. And I remember coming up over the edge of this cliff and realizing that I wasn't in a good spot because I didn't know which would be harder going back or going forward. Um, and I've got this two-year-old playing the bongos on the back of my neck and the pack behind me. And I'm like, this might not be the right option. You say hi. Hey, Ren. Let me pop my earphones out here so you can come say hi. She ready to hang out? You say hi. Don't worry, I don't have antlers. <laughs> we were talking about how you didn't, at first this year, you didn't seem to like horns very much. But you overcame that fear. Hey, you held up those big elk, those big elk antlers this year. Yeah, and I also hold up some mama ear horns, ears mm. this year too. So my name is Scott Wren. It's very nice to meet you. My name is Wren. Very nice to meet you, Wren. So how is your your season going with your dad? You've been doing some hunting and some fishing. Yeah. Well, we haven't been doing fishing, but we have been doing hunting. Oh, what have you been hunting? We've been hunting like, first we hunted down two mamas. What? These two mamas. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, we hunted down two mamas. <laughs> yeah, I, one of the times my dad shot this one when I wasn't there. And the other one I was there and my dad shot it and I was there too. Was it exciting? Yeah, it was. The... So we took one shot at Mister. We don't know how we missed her. What? Yeah, she was just standing right on this hill, and there, and then we saw two going down by the gas, <laughs> and then we saw four. Of them. Whoa! Yeah, four of them at the bottom, and then we, and then we shot at one of them. They ran. She flipped and then she went down. That's awesome. So the first shot misses, but he's able to get a second shot off and that one worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then did you help dad clean that one up? 
Yep, I helped my dad clean that one up. What did you learn when you were cleaning the cleaning the dough up? Did you learn something about where the poop comes from and all that good stuff? Yeah, I learned about that. <laughs> I also learned about where I also learned about the kidneys inside them too. Really? What are the So tell me about the kidneys. Well, the kidneys are ha, have lots of things where you can breathe through and you can do all the other stuff. Yeah, the kidneys where the pee goes through. Yep. Yep. That's what awesome. So, what's your favorite fish to fish for? Um, brown trout. Ooh, brown trout. Have you caught some big brown trout up there in Canada? Yeah, we have been catching big brown trout. Yeah, some big ones. Yeah, and also one of the times I actually caught a big brown trout of my own. I actually fished and fished. I caught him. Really? That was last year. Were you excited? Yeah, I was. I, my dad helped me hold up this big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think and I that, saw that video. That was a big brown trout. Yeah, it was. It was really big. And and then later, I hopped, I caught this little rainbow. Was a rainbow? Uh, yeah, a little rainbow. Yeah, it was a little rainbow that I caught. <laughs> Next so I've day. got, I've got a really important question for you. Are you ready? So if right now your dad said, Ren, we're going to go do something today. We can go hunting or we can go shopping. Which one do you want to do? Honey. Mm, oh, yeah. Had a girl. Look, <laughs> I'm giving you a high five right there. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. Now, like I said, the terrible twos. Just couldn't make up her mind about that either. <laughs> I did see that video. I, I went through all of them. I mean, she's so adorable. And, you know, she talks like a, a 30 year old uh, professional guide at this point. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, ooh, those are pretty nails. So you so you can do it all. You can you can do the nails or you can so get a dough. My dad. So we went to Dana's yesterday. Her Dana's girl actually and her friend came over. They both painted each one of my fingernails. I painted them. <laughs> they look really nice. Yeah. Very nice. I put purple, they put purple, yellow, and another purple and blue, <laughs> and sparkles over top of white, but which that one doesn't really look nice. <laughs> But like one that really did work, which is my little finger that we put white first and 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 then pink over across it and there's Harper. <laughs> That's adorable. So look yeah. for all the little kids that are out there that don't get to hunt like you do with your dad, tell them why you love hunting and fishing so much. Yeah, well, we we keep sending videos over and over again to send out people that to tell them that they can go out hunting every year they want. So go. you want to get more people to hunt, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. awesome. I think you're a, a very great ambassador for that program. You make me want to hunt more. <laughs> So what's, as far as you guys, what do y'all have planned coming up? Um, well, we're kind of, this is a, 
probably the hardest time of year for us because uh, I mean, really, we have we can kind of fish our way through the winter a little bit. Um, the Bull River does stay open down down in Calgary, but for the most part, um, we can hunt a little bit still. Just basically, we can do at this point, and we'll do a little bit more of that till about mid January. But after that, it's uh it's the long haul until everything kind of the waters get unfrozen and. We'll do when does that, that usually happen? Um, normally by oof, probably end of March, April, some things start to, to unthaw. Um, Has that changed a lot in your lifetime? You know, with it, when you hear about the, all the global warming stuff, it's one thing to be tucked away in the South like I am, like in your neck of the woods. Have you been able to see just over the, the course of your life up there big changes when it comes to when those thaw periods come? Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, it's hard to, when you look back on it over time, it's really hard to tell um, what your what your memory reminds. But I think like, even in since I've been more focused on watching it, I don't think I've noticed a big difference. It's always seems to be on the bigger rivers or the lakes, they're thawing right around the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always change, you know, you know, slight changes year to year. And, you know, yeah. And some years have like heavier runoff and it kind of, you know, those kind of things. It just kind of depends on if you get. <clears throat> the moisture that you got through the winter. I think our winters have been generally warmer, um, but I've had worse cold spells. You know, like it used to be, you know, it'd be like r around what we'd call minus 20. I don't know what that is in, in Fahrenheit, but it'd be like minus 20 all winter. Um, and you didn't have very many Chinooks and you didn't have a ton of really, really cold days. But then you have, um, now it seems like it's generally, we got some good Chinooks that come in throughout the winter, but then you'll have like these terrible minus 40, like unbearable, two 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 weeks to a month of the of wow. the winter and that's i mean those are just simply unbearable you can't even be outside so you walk out and your face immediately hurts oh yeah definitely <laughs> it's just like and that's a that's a death sentence for us so it's no fun gotcha so and before we wrap things up there was one thing that i saw on your personal instagram page that i wanted to, to ask you about uh yeah. you went fishing in omen yeah. Who the hell goes fishing in Omen? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's an interesting story too. We, uh, you know, if you, yeah, if you've been involved in or seen any of our Instagram, you'll see a big, big bearded fella, Dana. Um, he's, uh, he's probably my best friend and we, we do everything. It's kind of, we're like the three amigos, me, Ren and him. Nice. And uh, he had a friend who he used to be a waterfowl um, guide here in Alberta. And so he guided a ton of guys who, who came over to shoot um, ducks and geese and, this guy from Oman who owns a fishing lodge there, he actually came over here for doing oil field work and he guided him quite a few times and just became a good friend. And so he invited us to come over um, and to shoot a film over there. So we, uh, four of us left here in, here in Red Deer, Alberta, and we headed over there um, and spent a couple of weeks just you know, learning the culture. We, we knew we had, we had a plan for the film. Um, we really wanted to, to debunk some of the fears of the Middle East. Um, oh, I'm glad. Could, that you got into that part for those that are listening that don't know where Oman is. Could you shed some light on that? Yeah. So Oman is basically right below the UAE, right below kind of Saudi Arabia, right below it. You have Oman is a, is a fairly small country. Um, and then just up the coast a bit and around you would have like Dubai. So it's kind of right in that, in that Gulf there. Um, Yemen is right on the, is bordering it too. And unfortunately like Yemen is one of the places, I mean, if you're a fly fisherman, you would, you can, 
no like fly fishing in Yemen this film like there's actually some good fly fishing in Yemen as well what are you fishing for there. over there well we spent almost like all of our time in salt water so we're fishing um there's a group of islands that were about 50 kilometers off the coast from where we stayed in this fishing village oh wow um, the biggest target for them now granted when we went there none of them were actually fly fishermen they all fished gear so for us to come there as fly fishermen it was like a bit is a huge thing for them to try to adapt to but they're chasing massive gt that's what they fish for um they've they still hold the world record came out of their um their area for gt um, on gear not on a fly um but we basically went on around these islands and just what we ended up targeting because the gt just weren't there when we were there um, we were targeting multiple different species of um, coral fish we were fishing for queen fish um blue fish just all like we never like found these giant fish we were looking for. Like we, we kind of thought we we're there. And so that part two of this, we want to go back in the right time of year and try to attain those things on a fly rod. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was as much as we were there for the fishing, we were there for the cultural experience Yeah. that I mean, a lot of it pushed me way outside my comfort zone. I mean, I'm the little, is your daughter. Boy. Okay. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That was my dog. He, no, your dog. I was hoping that wasn't Ren tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> No, that was definitely, definitely my bird dog here. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, it was a, it was a pretty cool experience and we did end up um, shooting a film, getting it in the um, international fly fishing film festival this last oh, year. Nice. And um, yeah, so it was, it was really, it was a great experience. Um, can't wait to do it again, but I would, I want to do it with her next time. So I would watch, I'd be more prone to watch that film. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's, she's kind of the age now where, you know, once the world opens up and we can do a bit more traveling, she'll be, she'll be part of it. She'll, I mean, that, that one, especially a little tougher women going yeah. there is not as easy as, um, for us as men, just because of the culture. Right. right. Um, but I think it'd be very, very doable with her. So and it's safe. So be the place to take her. I hope you guys are able to make that happen, man. Uh, you know, just learning more about you guys and seeing, without hearing your why you can kind of go back and watch what you guys do and yeah, you get a sense of the why, you know, uh, Perfect. I, we're doing something right, I guess. <laughs> abso well, absolutely. And you know, for me, you know, my, my kids are older now, but even with them, it makes me want to do more things uh, with them. And I know that it's having a ripple effect with, you know, new parents as well, when they see this stuff and, you know, see what they're capable of given the opportunity. And, uh, I guess perception more so than anything, you know, you saw the value in doing it instead of the struggle in doing it. And yeah, it's obviously paid off. Well, usually. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I seriously wouldn't do anything differently. So it's one of those things that it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit to, to bite off in the beginning, but have faith in yourself as a parent because you will make the right decisions even if you don't think you are yeah um and just do it there's nothing the only thing stopping you is your own fear and the perception of doing it so boom i think that's a i think that's a pretty good way to end it right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously it's great advice uh, i appreciate your patience and you know rescheduling a couple of times and finally saddling up saturday morning it was great to connect with you and i hope you guys keep going yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to hear our story too. And, um, we'll, we'll be here. We'll keep doing it. So stay tuned. Hey, next year, I don't, which I don't know what you guys can or cannot use up there. Um, 
you know, on the horny deer sense podcast we managed to not talk about horny deer sense at all yeah, so at all. yeah. <laughs> next next season if you guys are able to use it i'll get you guys some product there and uh send you some horny swag yeah that sounds great man well uh yeah we're, we're able to use just about anything outside of bait up here so oh lovely we perfect that yeah tim i appreciate is ran around is she where i can sign She's off, ran off somewhere <laughs> but tell her tell Sorry her i appreciate her stopping in and i appreciate you taking the time and uh Absolutely. yeah stay in touch and uh maybe we can circle back next year and uh you know do an update chat some more sounds good brother well thanks again yes sir have a good one tim yeah take care as always, thanks so much for checking out the Horny Deer Sense podcast. I know you enjoyed hearing from Tim Hepworth. And if Ren doesn't melt your heart, uh, you just don't have one. <laughs> but uh, thanks again, and we'll see y'all next week.